Welcome to TPQ20, where we go beyond the page with poets about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. I'm Courtney Marglin. And I'm Chris Marglin. Let's expand the conversation. Hey. Okay, thank you. There you are. Good to virtually meet you. Okay, my, name um, is, uh, my name is Chris. And I'm Courtney. It's wonderful to have you with us today. Oh, nice to meet you, Courtney. Nice to finally meet you, Chris. Yeah, you as well. So, um, welcome to TPQ20. We always like to start things off by saying that we know who you are. Our audience might not. So, if you were to give your kind of quick elevator pitch of who you are, who are you? Okay, I'm Fris Asawaru. <laughs> I'm from Nigeria, of Benin descent. I'm a writer. I write poetry and prose. And I'm also um, an editor at Bayern Magazine. I love telling stories, um, mostly real-life stories, personal experiences through my poetry and through my prose. And I love that I can impact um, people's lives through the stories I tell through my poetry. So that's just me. I like capturing, documenting, vital experiences, sometimes extraordinary, sometimes mundane, and sharing my story. I just like sharing stories. That's why I'm looking at my poems and narratives. So I'm sure if you read more of my poetry, you would get to know a lot more of me. Absolutely. Wonderful. That's a perfect introduction to, uh, to who you are. Um, and we can go ahead and uh, kind of start in with some questions here. And that, that perfectly takes us into kind of our first topic, which is about your passions. So what are kind of some of your main passions when it comes to the world of literature? Okay. Um, I'm passionate about poetry and um, fiction for more speculative fiction. Um, poetry is everything to me. Like it changed me, changed how I express myself, how I tell stories, how I document relevant happening using language. Um, poetry is like a spirit living in me now. So um, I partook in um, the silly challenge in August and I got to read one book a month. And I noticed how joyful I was reading poetry books. Like I felt my mind broadened like the stories the authors told with language and skill. I was moved, I cried, I laughed, I snapped my fingers. Like it was a reaffirmation of like what I want to do. Like this is what I want to do. So like poetry gives me joy and it helps me tell stories. Sometimes um, things happen and I feel a bit down and me, a way of me like moving on to be writing a poem about such experiences. So I, I love the fact that poetry gives me a medium to express myself like in so many ways, document a lot of things, like inform, and I love that. And then about speculative fiction, um, plain things mostly bore me. I like sci-fi, fantasy, horror. So I've always been fascinated with the extraordinary. I'm, I'm a big dreamer. So I like all the, I'm a sucker for paranormal, time travel, supernatural, and all those other stuff, and how we can use them to tackle the human experiences, everyday struggles, and social, political issues, and everything. So, but I mostly write poetry, but I've also written some speculative fictions, and I'm hoping I get them published as more as my poetry. So that's what I'm passionate about, poetry and fiction, speculative fiction. 
Nice. I love the idea of the spirit of poetry. And I like that, the, you know, the Seeley challenge has been such a wonderful, uh, wonderful idea. And Nicole Seeley putting together, you know, yeah, a, a book a day for, for 31 days. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's an amazing way, you know, nobody get, not many people can probably get through 31 books in a month, but you try. Actually, it's nice. Well, and it's, it's just a brilliant way to learn about poets that you, You've never known before. And yeah. it's, just, it, it's a great way to just kind of open up that library. A bit more. Yes. Exactly. And so I wonder now about some of your passions outside the world of literature. Um, what, what kind of makes your heart sing outside of um, the world of poetry and literature? Well, um, I, one of the things I'm passionate about on the outside of literature, um, does, does um, movies count outside of literature? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I would we're, we're very um, easy movies. here. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm a big movie um, fanatic. I, I watch a lot of movies, like, on Netflix. Like, outside of Netflix, I watch a lot of movies, but they're mostly, like, on science fiction and fantasy. I'm really passionate about... Hopefully, I wish to... I would like to make a movie, like, in the future, like, um, transcend from writing poetry and just stories, like, making movies. And I'm passionate about... Um, movies, um, series, I watch a lot. And well, outside of that, um, like as a person, I'm passionate about community service, like, um, volunteering. Um, I'm an open-minded person and I believe that like it's a duty to take responsibility and engage in some activities for the benefits of our, and betterment of our environment. So, um, like I, I've done some, um, voluntary, um, um, services. There was this one time I volunteered for um world largest lesson um with United Nations on um teaching um students in um primary school and secondary school on SDGs. It was really good. Like I wasn't being paid, but I, I, I loved that I was able to do something that I knew that um younger people would benefit from. So I, I really love community service volunteering. So long as I knew that what I'm doing is for the better. So I love that. Very cool. Um, when it comes to your process, uh, how do you, uh, how are you, how do you get into the writing process for you? Do you have like a, a ritual for it? Are there any superstitions you have to follow? Um, are you uh, like a sit down and write for a few hours at a time, or do you kind of just let the let the writing come to you and explore the world? Okay. Well, um, my writing process isn't like isn't static. It's dynamic changes depending on the context and I'm a pretty adaptive person. Most times I begin um, um, with an idea. I, an idea is perhaps I had a conversation with someone and I just hear something. I like to jot things down on my notebook, my um, phone notebook. Sometimes we've been watching a movie and I, I felt this um, inspiration from something I watched. It could be a line from a, a song um, or from another person's point. So it just begins with an idea and I jot them down. Sometimes it would be from um, something that happened to me, personal experience, and I just felt like, okay, I need to write about this. So or it could be a photograph or something else. It could be, the inspiration could be internally or could be like inspired um, externally. And I just have to like jot them down. And sometimes I plan my writing like, um, okay, I want to write today and I make sure I get enough like rest and eat because I don't know sometimes when I write I feel hungry and I can just keep a snack beside me to eat and 
So I plan my writing. I know that this is what I want to write. But most times when I have an idea, I just begin working. It starts with the line. And then um, I just follow this in voice inside of me. And it's like the open begins to unfold. And sometimes I can know exactly like what I want to say, not exactly like the old lines, but I know the idea. I know, okay, this poem, um, okay, I witnessed um, someone on the road, um, like begging and a woman gave him um, money and um, then the wind um, pushed the money from my hand and it flew and then it fell and then the boy had to carry it. Something like that to just inspire me. Okay, I like, oh, I want to write a story about that. So I already know the story I want to write, but then, you know, the words, that's the thing. I have to like get the words, the right words, poetry. So sometimes I could have the idea of what I want to write and then I just start building on my idea. And sometimes I might not actually know anything that I want to write about, but I just feel like, oh, okay, I would like to write. And then I just start at the blank page. I could read someone else's work because um, I have some writers that influence me. So I read their poetry. I read them before I write. I could read them don't while I write, I could see them while I'm editing, it sort of like guides me. So there it begins with an idea and then I conceptualize because most of my work takes a narrative form and then I develop what I'm writing as I'm writing it. Or if I don't have any idea, I just like um stare at the blank page and I just come up with something. But my work usually requires critical thinking because I like write narrative poetry a lot. So I I don't um, come up with a story. Sometimes it's hard because I have to come up with a story in each of my points because I'm trying to tell a story and that's just it. And I'm often experimental in my work so I have to devote enough time and effort in it. And I, I like this, um, I don't know, it's just me. I take so much time because I, I want my first draft to be good. I don't, I, sometimes I find it hard if I write, if I just write um, like the way it is and editing it is like giving it like major edits is work. So I just make sure when I'm writing it, I write it like, let it be good. And then when I'm editing, editing it, it just be like lighter edits or um, some light stuff to rework and all. So that's just basically my writing process. Nice. How long does it usually take for you to feel like a piece is finished? Like what is your, what's your editing? What does your editing look like? Well, because um, I most I pay attention a lot when I'm writing my work. Um, my um, okay, I just like you know most times um, when I'm trying when I'm writing a poem, I I um, my poetry I'm mostly narrative. So when I feel like the story um, is has, has ended or the story is where it needs to be, because um, I could feel like continuing the poem, like making it very very long, but I don't want to. I need to like. Um, make sure that everything I write is like it's, it's essential, it's relevant. I need to cut out the unnecessary um, like um, words and all because I need, I need it to be, to eat, to be like to eat the reader, to move the reader and to capture the vital thing. So when I feel like, okay, this is what I want to say, this is exactly what I want to say, even though I didn't have an idea of what I want to say, when I feel like this is it, I don't know, it's just like sort of like a gut feeling and then when I'm editing it, um, I could just feel like, oh, this metaphor was perhaps weak the big M when I use it and then I have to rework it or, oh, um, this um, word is a better word to describe this or sometimes it would be me changing the form. I could just write this in verse and then I'm feel like, oh no, I just want it to be, um, to take a different form and I want to like just play with my words or 
make it look like prose or put in cutlets. But most times, I just it's just a feeling. I don't know how to like describe. I just get this feeling like, okay, this is the poem is done. And I often have um, um okay, yeah, I have beta readers. Like I give my um, poetry to a couple of friends who are versed in poetry and who don't really have much ideas in poetry. But I aim for my poetry to be universal. So I get um feedback from people who are into poetry and people who are not into poetry. So when I hear from them and they, they give me feedback on like, okay, um, I need to do something here, or they didn't quite get this. And I don't want to have to explain my poem. I want you to read it yes. and like use interpret it yourself. So yeah, when I get those um, um, helpful feedback, I go back to my work and I edit it to work it. That's just it. So, but it's mostly got feeling that I have inside and it tells me that, okay, this is, this poem is complete. Yeah. So that takes us kind of into our next question, which is, um, what do you see as being some of your pitfalls and have, through that editing process, have you run into any of those pitfalls? That kind of made me think with having um, some people outside of your writing group uh, work with you on editing. Has that been one of the pitfalls that you've run into or knowing when a piece is done or when to let it go or let it rest? I know that that's one of the things that we've heard from other authors is that sometimes it's hard to know this piece is done um, let it be, like, let it live on its own. Um, yeah, I get, I get you. So, well, um, regarding that part, I just feel like, um, I know, I always feel like I don't, I should not overdo um, my, like, the poetry, the poem, um, or poems that I'm working on. So, I just, I just, I know, like, I have the feeling, like, um, there's, well, she said that this is never always done. Like, you can, there's always more that you can, like, um, like you can always edit it, you can always make more to it. And okay, I write this poem right now, and perhaps when I'm, I'm writing, including it in the book, I could see things differently, like after some weeks, and want to change it. So I just feel like, okay, um, currently, like this is the best um, shape it can be currently. That's what matters. That, that, well, yeah, current, the current shape right now, that's the best shape it can be right now. That's what matters. And um, pitfalls, well, um, along my journey in poetry, um, okay, one of my obstacles was, um, okay, um, contemporary poetry. I had like, um, basically most of the things I know about poetry, I learned them like myself. And then I read a lot, of, I read people's work. So I did not really get, um, the opportunity to partake in a fellowship or get this formal, um, education or like learning or tutoring on on poetry so to something that like because i was passionate about it so i couldn't just wait for someone to just um come and sort of like bestow this supernatural knowledge on me i had to like reach for it myself and it was it was challenging because well it took time and i had to like it taught me patience and all so getting published um getting my work out there into the world and learning contemporary poetry, the forms of poetry, writing good poetry. I mean, sometimes when I look back at what I was writing like two years ago, and then I thought like, oh, I was writing really good. If I look back and I'm like, wow, this is, this is crap. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I guess I learned early in my writing journey that um, I sh- shouldn't, like I shouldn't be dependent I shouldn't be dependent, I should be independent, sorry, independent rather, I should be independent. Like I learned to 
um, and okay, there was time when I used to yeah give people my works to edit, but right now I just give people my works to get feedback from. So learning how to edit my poetry was um, obstacle. Then it was one of my challenges. Then I was like, okay, um, am I going to use M dash here or semicolon? Okay, um, what should I? Should I tell you this in present tense or past tense? There were some other, um, okay, okay, this language here right now. Um, am I using it correctly? And the metaphors is similarly, okay, how do I know if this is good enough, if this is not cliche? There are some other things that, and a lot of um, aspects of poetry, which I wasn't quite well informed. So I used to like get people's, um, it's like basically just write my poem and let people do the work for me. But then I realized that, oh, no, I need to do this myself. So I, I do, and I stopped waiting for and for people to tell me this. And I started to like look, basically like fish opportunities myself. I searched about books and read about um, poets, their journey. I started submitting my works. I started getting published. I got my works in the world and I did a lot of self-promotion. I promoted myself. I like, I, I did a lot on Twitter. I made, made noise about myself. So, and another obstacle was like um, my environment, um, Nigeria. Not exactly an enabling environment, so sort of like stop being a creative. Yeah, they're not really access to resources except um online. And um, I mean, sometimes I want some books. I okay, I ordered some books, and I've still not gotten them. I don't even know what happened. Um, delivery from America, and there's really um um this um discouraged me from ordering and um, print books. And so right now I read ebooks. Uh, for my silly challenge, I read ebooks because when it's, it's, it's easier for me to and just like buy it and get it on my phone. Because when I order books, I take forever. So getting access to books and resources that was also one um, big pause when I was like um, coming up. But I found my way around it, and well, I've learned a lot from my um, journey. I mean, I. When, when, when I started to not wait for anyone, I decided to like push myself. Um, I wasn't much of a big reader, but then I decided to apply for readership um, position with um, Chestnut Review. And okay, I also, um, I was invited to join Vine Magazine as the contributing editor. So um, all these things were sort of like a, a challenge to me. Like it pushed me into deeper into the literary world and then I got exposed to diverse stories from diverse stories, diverse poems from different writers, and it it, it helps me grow. It helps me grow. I mean, that time when I wanted to apply to be a reader, I was feeling, I was anxious. I was like, oh, am I good at this? Am, am I going to be up for this? And but I just like, oh, okay, let me just do this, and it has helped me a lot. It's, it's helped me grow and learn more about literature, like get this hands-on experience, and so. I, I, I'm really grateful for um, Chestnut Review and Brian Magazine and Twitter community. Uh, I, I remember when I came on um, Twitter, okay, I used to be on Instagram, but then I left Instagram. I mean, when I came to Twitter, I found that that was like, should I say, I don't know, I like the writing community on Twitter. It's supportive and I made friends with um, a lot of people and I was able to get my work um, out there. I feel like there's a difference between getting published and getting your work out there. Like, I, so it's just yes. for you to get published on a magazine, but it's different for you to get a work out there, like into the world for people to read. So with Twitter, I was able to get my work out there, like out in the world. And 
I got a lot of good feedback from people and support, and it's been really, really great. So I've learned a lot in my poetry journey, and I've there, grown, and I'm really grateful. Is there much of, I mean, is there a local Nigerian poetry community? I mean, pre, you know, pre-pandemic uh, and, and, and as the world opens, is there is there a poetry community there at all? Well, yes, there are poetry communities, um, mostly. Okay, yes, there are poetry communities. I mean, um, um, a community online, um, atmospheric. Okay, I'm also in a um, writing community in my school, Elstars, PWWs in the band. There are um, communities. And then there's a um, larger writing, Nigerian writing community on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Has been it's been amazing to see the Nigerian presence over the last like two years really start to open up on, especially on Twitter. Uh, it's yeah, I mean that's the it is the power of it is the power of Twitter to allow everybody to actually share pieces and get feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. It was because yeah, I, I love Twitter. Like I like even right now. Um, well, should I go? Um, the um the government um banned the um Twitter operations but so from um us from using Twitter but we're still finding a way to use it and because like Twitter is a it's it's, it's like it's the place for us so we can't not use it like it's, it's really helped me grow and like go be on a, another level in my writing so I really I really love the community there. Good. So what are you most excited about um, in literature right now? Are there any um, other authors or writers that you're reading right now that you um, have been super excited about that you'd love to share with us? Uh, yeah, okay. Well, um, in poetry, uh, okay, I read um, Kaveh Akbar's um, new book, Green Bell. I read it during my silly challenge so and I read it again. I, I love the book, so I... It's, it's really, really good. And I'll, I'm, I'm excited to read it soon again. So, uh, it's really beautiful work. Um, okay. Um, I was on Shire's forthcoming book, um, Blessed the Daughter Raised by a Voice in Our Head. I'm expecting the book. I think it, it comes out next year. So, um, there's this, um, um, fancy book by Sumia Deemi. Um, I read book one, book two, and I think book three, I thought it was going to be out. Um, this year, but I don't know, I'm still waiting for it, so I'm expecting that. And, okay, um, Taylor's book, Blood, Taylor's chapbook, Blood Warm, uh, I'm excited about that. I, I haven't, I ordered it and I've never got my copy, so I look forward to reading it. And, um, the, um, new generation African, um, poet box set name, um, I'm excited about that. And I have some friends in the, Box set, and I'm looking towards buying their chapbook. So, uh, okay, yeah, um, Itala Jones' um, chapbook spells of my name. I look forward to getting a copy. I'm really excited about that. There, there, there are a lot of things, like so much, so much is happening. Like, I come online today and I see, like, wow, so many, so much has happened. Sometimes it's hard keeping you know, up with all this, everything that happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, well, and what's coming yeah, up what's for, coming you up for you before we go? We want to make sure that okay, we um, everything that's well, coming up for you next. I've been lazy about it. I shouldn't have written it last year, but okay, I finally worked on a poetry chapbook. It was exciting and also tasking. I enjoyed writing new poems, telling new stories that I've always wanted to tell. And 
decisive and I don't know, decisive is at the edge of drowning, though I might change it. I don't know. I don't know, but decisive uh, is at the edge of drowning. That's um, my chapbook. Yeah. And I, 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 okay, okay. Um, I've not, um, it hasn't been accepted yet, so I've submitted it and I'm hoping that I get an acceptance because I would really like to get a print book out in the world. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like, yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we definitely yeah. look forward to seeing what, uh, what comes from you in the future. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on TPQ20. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Chris and Courtney. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you so much. We look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great rest of the day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to TPQ20. Please like, review, and subscribe.